Hey, friend, I don't know if you know this, but I have a new book coming out on March 5th. It's called Protect Your Peace, Non-Unapologetic Principles to Thrive in a Chaotic World. And I would love your support by pre-ordering my book. Go to TrentSheldon.com slash book. Why pre-order? Because as an author, it helps me. Get on more TV shows. The book gets in more stores. And for you, you get a whole bunch of cool free stuff that will go away soon if you don't pre-order. So go pre-order the book. Get the book. This book is going to change the world. Let's get it. Hey, what's up, rehabbers across the world? Welcome to episode 14 of the Straight Up Podcast. I'm your host, Trent Shelton. And if you are a returning listener, thank you. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for downloading all those things. I truly appreciate you. If you're a new listener, you got a lot of catching up to do. So you might as well go on your binge watch or not watch or binge listen of the Straight Up Podcast. you got about 14 episodes, including this one, to catch up on and make sure you listen. And I would encourage you to listen to last week's episode. The consistency episode, people love that episode. Um, and I told people it would be life-changing. You will never look at consistency again. And today, piggybacks off of that episode. You know, when people ask my strongest traits with being committed, being consistent, having a championship mindset, this allows me to be con- consistent. This allows me to be, you know, committed. And before we get into that, because today is going to be one of those days that you want to listen to in your run, or you probably run your fastest time ever, or you want to listen to on your way to work to give you the energy um, and just show up as a, as a different person. But I want to talk about last week's episode right quick, because it checked me today. So today, I went out for a run, okay? And I wasn't going to go. Today, the consistency episode dropped, and it's raining outside, and I had a four-mile run scheduled. It was my run day. So I feel like I have two Trents, right? I have the, the Trent that has excuses on the left shoulder, and I have the make the world respect your greatness Trent on the right shoulder. So the excuses Trent was like, it's raining outside. Like, you can do it tomorrow. Like, you don't want to get wet. And let me keep in mind, it was drizzling. Like, it's a drizzle. And then the make the world respect your greatness Trent was on my right side in my ear. It's like, hey, you going to let a drizzle stop you? Like, remember what you talked about. And your consistency podcast, and I put the podcast on, and one of the biggest takeaways that I have from that podcast is like, if you're going to let something small like inconvenience or like a drizzle, not a thunderstorm, a drizzle stop you, then it doesn't mean that much to you. And I had to live my words. Like, I'm a person that doesn't just like to talk it. Like, I take my own advice. I'm a person that listens to his own podcast to remind myself. I don't want to just preach it and not practice it. I want to practice what I preach. I want to live it, breathe it, be it. So, Make the world respect your greatness, Trent, one, obviously. And I went outside. And it was like, it was a little bit more than a drizzle. You know, it's kind of closer to a, a monsoon. I'm just playing. But it was more than a drizzle. It was some good rain, but the run went great. The run went great because I decided to show up regardless. So make sure you listen to that consistency podcast. And that brings me to what I want to talk about today. What's up, rehabbers across the world? Welcome to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. Throughout my career, From the NFL to sold-out stages speaking to thousands, I built up a toolkit to break through negative mindsets, let go of what's holding you back, and start rehabbing your life. And every show is going to be jam-packed with tips, tricks, and tools to push you forward. I'm always going to be real with you and give you the 100% truth, even when it's going to pierce your heart. This is me, Trent Shelton, straight up. And what I want to talk about today is something I call ER, something that I know will change your life, something that has been a a staple in my life 
when I played sports to what I do now. And it's allowed me to be consistent, to be committed, to make the world respect my greatness, to be able to become legendary, to do great things with my life. And it's called being emotional resilient. Okay, this is underrated. I talk about this a lot on stage, but being emotional resilient, we're going to break this down. What is emotional resilience? For me, emotional resilience means simply this, not caving to your emotions. Okay, you're a human being. You're going to have feelings. You're going to have emotions. But like I always tell you, just because you feel something doesn't mean it's real. Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's right. Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's truth. Just because you feel like you need to quit doesn't mean that you don't have more inside you. Just because you feel like you're not enough doesn't mean that you're not enough. But what happens is a lot of people believe their emotions. A lot of people are controlled by their emotions. A lot of people let other people control their emotions. That's a whole nother story. And I'll tell you right now, people can control your emotions. They can control your life. If you can't control your emotions, you're going to be controlled by life. That's something that you can write down. Every time your emotions call, you don't have to answer. And so I'm going to break down on how I'm able to be more emotional resilient and how I'm able to maintain that emotional resilience. Okay, so let's break this down. Number one, if I'm going to tell you to build your emotional resilience, the first thing that I'm going to tell you to do is that you have to construct your day every single day with being uncomfortable. Like set your day up to be uncomfortable. So many people are afraid to be uncomfortable. They are. People love to live inside their comfort zones. And as you heard a million times, inside your comfort zone is where growth doesn't happen. Inside your comfort zone is where positive change doesn't take place. Some people will never meet the greatest version of themselves because they are too great at being comfortable. So what do I mean by constructing your day with being uncomfortable? Simple. Set your day up with running, if that's what it is for you. There's so many different things that you can do that's uncomfortable. But the reason why I love to run, the reason why I love to work out, because I know that I'm going to be uncomfortable. I know there's going to come a point in my run or in my workout where my emotions are going to tell, tell me that I should quit, that I should give up. Every single time. My run today, about mile three, I ask myself in my head, why am I doing this? You know you can just stop, right? That's like excuses trend popping up. You know you can just stop, right? Nobody's going to know. Like nobody's out here with you. But then make the world respect your greatness trend on the right shoulder said, yeah, other people might not know, but you going to know. And you don't want to set yourself up with a pattern of quitting every time it gets hard. OK, so set your day up with being uncomfortable. Maybe that's reading. Maybe you hate reading. Do things that are hard. Do things that are uncomfortable. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's why I love sports. You know, people ask all the time about, you know, What's the thing that really built your mindset up the most? It was sports. Hands down. Hands down. Talking about being uncomfortable? I talked about it last week in the episode. Training in, in Texas heat. Like, if you don't live in Texas, you don't understand Texas heat. Like, Texas heat, I can't even put words to it. It's hotter than hot. It's uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable in a game where you're losing, when you're down, but still being able to push through. So I want to encourage every parent listening to this, and I'm not telling you how to parent or what to do, but I would strongly encourage if you don't have a kid in sports and sports could be anything, by the way, it could be, you know, dancing. It could be football. It could be so many different things. Put your child in sports. This is not a sports podcast right now, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Number one it's going to teach your child how to be emotional resilient, to not be controlled by their emotions. Number two is going to teach your child not to be entitled. We live in such an entitled world, especially in this youth sports world right now. Tristan, 
the other like last year he, he they won I think he got like I, I don't know eighth ninth place in a in a race and I told him, I said bro put away that ribbon please put it away you got eighth ninth place you gave your all I'm proud of you for that but I don't want you to be comfortable with getting rewarded for just showing up no I want you to put in the work. I want this to make you uncomfortable. I want you getting nine place to make you uncomfortable. I don't want you just to get participation ribbons and trophies because in life, they're not going to give you participation stuff by just showing up. You got to show out. Sports also teach you how to be disciplined. It teaches you about teamwork. So many things that I'll talk about on another podcast. And as a parent listening to this, as you listen to this right now, I would challenge you to pick up a sport because it's going to make you uncomfortable. I would challenge you to do something that you've never done before. So maybe it's basketball. You don't have to be doing it to make it to the NBA or WNBA, but maybe you go pick up basketball. Maybe you suck at basketball. That's great. Go progress. I suck at golf. I'm about to start golfing. You're about to see, see me with my golfing outfit on, hitting the golf ball, acting like I know what I'm doing. I'm going to look the part, but I sure am going to suck at it. But I'm going to get good at it because I love to fall in love with progression. I love to be uncomfortable because I know if I keep showing up and being uncomfortable, there will become a point where I become comfortable in the things I used to be uncomfortable with. And used to be uncomfortable doing. Okay, so number one, again, construct your day with being uncomfortable. You want to make that uh, a a daily routine. You want to get used to that. You want to get used to hard work. You want to get used to pushing through. You know, it's so crazy that when you work so hard at something, you make it look easy for other people. You know how many people come up to me and say, oh, that's easy for you. Oh, you can run that fast. That's easy for you. It ain't easy for me. But I'll tell you right now what hard workers do. Hard workers make the hard work look easy. It's because you're consistent. It's because that you've trained yourself to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So that's one of the steps how you build emotional resilience. Okay, number two in in building emotional resilience is you have to develop strong rewards. Okay, when I think about my football journey and how I was able to train so hard for it all the time, 24-7, wake up at 4 4 a.m. workouts in the cold, in the heat, is because the reward was strong enough, okay? It's because what I wanted from sports was so strong enough, I was willing to go through anything to get it. So when I didn't feel like doing it, I still showed up to do it because the reward was so strong enough. Some of us listening to this right now, the reason why we're not able to push through when it gets hard is because the reward isn't strong enough. When the reward is great, write this down. When the reward is great enough, when the reward is great enough, the struggle will never be strong enough. Man, I hope that you guys get that. When the reward, I want to see this on mirrors. I want to see this on screensavers. It's something you need to see every single day. When the reward is great enough, the struggle is never strong enough. The struggle will never be strong enough. So when I have a reward that's, that I really want, I don't really care about the struggle. I'm willing to go through it to get to it. I'm willing to go through my moments of suffering. I'm willing to go through that because that's what champions do. As the great Muhammad Ali says, suffer now and spend the rest of your life as a champion. Okay, so I love to talk about FOF in so many areas of life, whether it's relationships, friendships, whether it's mindset. FOF stands for, a lot of you know this, Facts over feelings. When the facts are strong enough, the feelings will never make you quit, will never make you give up. So if you go to my 10K race that I ran, some of you have been following me, right? You see me run a 10K, and I'll talk about that hopefully, maybe at the end of this episode, depending on how much time we have. But I was supposed to run a half marathon. I didn't go run it because I got sick. Actually, I'll talk about it right now. I was supposed to run a half marathon, the Fort Worth Cowtown Marathon. I was supposed to run a half. 
and I trained for it. And so, like, I ran a, a half marathon in Waco with Rachel and Dave Hollis, if y'all don't know who they are. But I ran it with them, and I completed it. But I didn't run the time that I wanted to run. And I'll put this out there. Like, I didn't train for it either. And so I said, you know what? The next time I run a half, I'm going to break two hours. And that's a strong reward for me. To some of y'all that be running, like you've been a, a long distance runner your whole entire life, that ain't nothing to y'all. But you that you guys that just picked up running and you know, like, I'm a sprinter. So long distance running ain't my thing, but it's become my thing because of the mental health, because of the therapy, because I love the emotional resilience part of it. That's, that's, that's pushing it. And so I train for it. I'm crushing it in my training. Then I get sick, right? I'm talking about flu sick. Y'all know because I did episode sick. And so I couldn't train in the month of February, right? The race was March 1st. I couldn't, I trained maybe two times in the month of February. So it set me back. I tried to go out for a run. I tried to do six, I, I did six miles and it was the worst six miles ever. And so I told myself, I said, listen, I can't do it. <laughs> Excuse trip popped up very heavily and said, I can't do it. So I said, I wasn't going to do it. I wasted my money. You know, I couldn't get my money back. And then make the world respect your greatness, Trent popped up again and said, hmm, you might not can do the half, but you can do something. And you already convinced a lot of people to go run it. So you got a lot of people showing up. <laughs> so you better show up. Go run the 10K. So I started to think, I was like, man, I never ran a 10K as far as in a race. Like I've done a half, I've done a 5K, but I never run a 10K in a race. I mean, I do that often in the streets, but I never actually ran a sanctioned race 10K. So I said, it's a great marker. You know, I can go run a half marathon later. And so I said, let's do it. So I signed up for it. I run this 10K and I surprised myself. Like I really surprised myself. So I went into this with a certain mindset and listen, I should have known about setting goals, right? I preach about it so much, but I went here with a goal. It's like, okay, I want to run under an hour because that's like almost half of a half marathon. That's perfect pace. You know, I want to run under a two hour half marathon. Perfect. So I said, I'll just shoot for 55 minutes. And I think the pace was like, I don't know, 850 or something like that or 840 something. So I'm going to try to keep up with that. But right before I started, just something popped up and said standards. Like, don't set a goal. Just go give your all. Just go out here. to 10K. You, you can run six miles, 6.2 miles. Just go give your all. And let's just see what happens. Like, don't even check your pace. So I usually run checking my pace. But this race, I said, I'm not even going to check my pace. I'm going to just turn it on, put the phone in my fanny pack. Yeah, I run with a fanny pack. In my fanny pack, I'm just going to go. So that's what I did. I went and, listen, y'all. I surprised myself, okay? And three things this race taught me that I want to share with you real quick as we get back to emotional resilience. Number one, it taught me that we underestimate our greatness so much. So remember, I said I wanted to get like an 850 pace. I ended up running an 815 pace every mile. That's like, I don't know, 30-some seconds faster, and that's crazy. I'm not talking about 15, 10, 5 seconds faster, 35 seconds it let me know, like, I am limiting myself so much. And we do that so much. We place limits on ourselves. And so I challenge everybody listening to this right now, like, whatever it is in life, just go go, just go just for it. Just say, I'm going to give my all to this. I'm going to give my all to this week. I'm not even going to set a goal this week. I'm going to give my all to this week. I'm going to give my all to this month. Why not? I'm going to give my all to this year. And see where you end up. And more than likely, I can guarantee you nine out of ten times, you're going to surprise yourself. And so even in my run today, it was like soaking wet outside, right, in the rain. I surprised myself because I put away my phone. I say, I'm just going to go run. And so, number one, it taught me that we underestimate our greatness. And we do it all the time. Number two, it taught me to focus on the journey, not the destination. I'm a person that if I focus on the destination, I'm going to think about how far I have to go, not how far I've actually came. That's just me. 
That's just my mindset. I know other people are wired differently, but it reminds me like when I used to travel when I was a kid from New Orleans to Little Rock to go visit my grandparents. Every time I would focus on how many hours we have left, it seemed like the journey was slow. The ride was took forever. It took like 38 hours to get there, even though it was eight. But when we would sit there and play video games, when we would sit there and play, like, you know, just joke around, me and my brothers, and we would focus on, like, the gas station. Y'all know the gas station stops been on road trips be epic. We would focus on that. It seemed like it was short. I'm like, oh, man, we already there? And that same mindset I took to that race, I didn't focus on how many miles I had left. I literally focused the, in the moment. I focused on the journey. I focused on, like, my next step. I focused on the people around me. I was high-fiving people. I was focused on the sunrise. We ran early in the morning. I was just focused on the moment. And so many times in life, we're so focused on the destination that we don't enjoy the journey. So I want to challenge you with that. Like, focus on the moment. Focus on the day. Focus on the journey. And don't be so focused on the destination. And last but not least, it taught me that being emotional resilient pays off. Because you better believe, when, I, when I'm running a 35-second fast time I ever ran, so you better believe, excuses quit Trent popped up pretty quick, mile three, mile four, because I'm running a pace I've never ran before. But that emotional resilience kicked in. The reward of finishing kicked in. Being uncomfortable kicked in. And so people ask, okay, you taught me how to build emotional resilience with those two things. How did you maintain it? Like, when you're in that moment of, as I say, excuses, Trent, how do you push through that? Okay, write these things down. Because in my 10K, this exact process helped me run my fastest time ever. And in my life, so many areas of my life, so many times in my life, this process of being ER, emotional resilient, has allowed me to break records, has allowed me to raise the bar, has allowed me to expand possibility in my life because I'm I'm such a believer in everything in your life becomes contagious. Everything in your life becomes contagious. If you quit at one thing, you'll be a quitter. You have a quitter mindset, you'll quit at other things. If you learn how to push through and persevere in, in certain areas of your life, you did in other areas of your life, right? Your, your mindset is very contagious throughout your life. Number one, when it comes to how to maintain this emotional resilience. So this is what I'm thinking when I'm running. This is what I'm thinking when I'm going through hard times. This is what I'm thinking when I'm struggling. When I'm in the moment of the storm, this is what I'm thinking. I understand what pain produces. I understand that when I'm tired, I understand that when I want to give up, I understand that this doesn't mean that I'm weak. This means that strength is taking place. So you might be thinking in your business that, oh man, things aren't working out. Oh man, people aren't buying my product. Oh man, people aren't showing up. Or even in your relate, like whatever it is for you, that hard time, hard times build strong people. Hard times don't last. Strong people do. And I remind myself. So I'm telling myself in my run as I'm taking a footstep and I'm being tired, I'm out of breath. And every single stride, I'm telling myself, this is power. This is power. This is power. This is power. You're getting stronger. You're getting better. You're increasing impossibility. You're taking your life to another level right now. And now you're setting another bar. You're setting another standard. So keep pushing. Keep going. So when you understand what pain produces, you'll end up being comfortable in uncomfortable situations because you know that you're getting stronger because of it. The next thing that helps me ma maintain emotional resilience is this simple. I know that this won't last forever. In my 10K race, I know that in about 30-some minutes, it's going to be done. <laughs> it's going to be over. I know when I'm going through a, a rough time in my business, I know that the tide will change. 
this won't last forever, but quitting will. This won't last forever, but giving up will. So don't you think excuses Trent was telling me to quit just like in my run today? Don't you think excuses Trent in my 10K was like, you know you don't have to do this, right? You're not really getting like paid to do this. But it's funny, I saw a sign on the race <laughs> on the race path and it said, don't quit, you paid for this. And I was like, you know what I did pay for it? I actually paid a lot because I paid for the half and I paid for it. I spent like $200 total. <laughs> so I realized that I don't get this moment back. Like I can't redo giving up. You can't redo quitting. Yeah, you can bounce back. You can rebuild, but you can't get the moment back. So I don't get that 10K back if I quit. You know, I don't get today back if I don't show up. And so as I'm pushing through, these thoughts are flooding my mind. Trent, you don't get this moment back. So make sure you give all into the moment. You don't get this day back. So make sure you give all into the day. You don't get this chance again. You might have something similar to it, but you don't get this chance again. And so that allows me to push through. That drives me. That motivates me. And then the last thing that's probably the most important for me is I understand that there's no other option. There ain't no option. Or people say, don't, you know, don't throw in the towel. That's what people say. Don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel. Y'all know my quote. I don't bring a towel to throw in. I don't want to have a towel. Because if I know a towel is back there for me to throw in, I'm going to reach and grab that towel. So I know that I have to finish what I start. Quitting is not an option. Like, it's not even on the radar. I got to figure it out. You know, when the destination is worth reaching, you have to understand the path won't be perfect. Some of us, we expect this perfect path. When I was running this 10K race, the path was terrible. Because I ran in group three. I was supposed to be in group one, but I ran in group three so I could run with my friends. And so people were walking. People were talking. Somebody was on their phone. I'm like, why are you even out here if you're on your phone? But to each his own. I'm not going to judge you. But I'm like, I've been running through people, and it was tough. The path wasn't perfect. It was a lot of hills. They said it wasn't going to be no hills. They always say that. It was hills. The path wasn't perfect. But I realized that about the destination. When the destination is worth reaching, the path won't be perfect. When the destination is important enough. Listen to me when I say this, because this goes back to the consistency conversation. When the destination is, in, is important enough, you will find a way. Some of us, we're not fine. We're finding a way to quit. We're finding a way to blame. We're finding a way to give up. We're finding a way to be average. We're finding a way just to coast through life because the destination isn't important enough. Let me put this in common sense terms to you. When you have a destination that you have to go to, maybe it's, let's, let's talk about work again. Because work seems to be the thing that a lot of people show up for even when they, when they don't want to show up for it. And obviously we know why. Let's talk about work. If work is your destination and you got detours, you got traffic, there's wrecks on the way, are you just going to turn around? Maybe some of y'all might do this, but the majority, you're not going to do this because if you do it enough, you're going to get fired. Are you just going to turn around? You're just going to quit and go back home? Or are you going to say, I got to find a way. I got to figure out a detour. Like we, when you were trying to get to a destination, you make up detours. Like you, you, you search. And I remember, like it's a lot easier now with Siri and Google Maps. Y'all remember when MapQuest was around? <laughs> you have to find your directions with MapQuest. And you're like, oh my God. So you like, you find a way, you create a way. So you're telling me this, right? When, when the destination is important of like work or you have to be somewhere, like you have to be there, you will find a way to get there. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. But when, again, when it comes to our life, when it comes to the things that we say we care about, we say it means everything to us. We say that we love. We say it's our life, but we find a way to quit. We find a way to allow our emotions to tell us that it's time to turn back around and give up. When the destination is important enough, you will find a way.
in my 10K race, I found a way. I pushed through it because it was that important for me to finish. It was that important for me to get to my destination. The question I'm asking to you right now, is your destination important enough? And if it is, there's no detour that's going to stop you. There's no traffic that's going to stop you. There's no wreck that's going to stop you. You are going to find a way. You are going to create the way when the destination is important enough. And that's what being emotional resilient is all about. It's about figuring it out. It's about saying, you know, I'm just going to give my all. I'm going to find a way. Like, because I know I can't quit. That's not an option. I understand what the pain produces. This got to be strength. And I know if I quit, I don't get this moment back. So please learn how to be emotional resilient. Because if you allow your emotions to control your life, you will never be consistent. Because you will live an up and down roller coaster life. You will come with that on and off switch. You will only do it when you feel like it. And greatness isn't created just when you feel like it. You got to do it when you don't feel like it. You got to do it when you don't like it. You have to find the courage, the commitment, the consistency to keep showing up. So the challenge that I have for everybody listening to this again is I want you to start your day off with being uncomfortable. I want you to do something. I said, it could be a sport. Like, I think a sport is a perfect thing for you. I think it's very perfect because it's going to teach you how to fall in love with progression. It's going to get you out of your comfort zone. It's going to show you that you can suck at something, but you can get better at something. And I think that's a, that's, a, that's a struggle that we have right now in the social media society is because we see everybody's perfection and we think we have to be perfect when we start. And so we never start because we're not perfect and we're afraid to suck at something. We're afraid to fail. We're afraid to go through it. We're afraid to have a terrible time. Like, that's like me running. That's like me saying, oh, I'm never going to run because I'm not fast enough. Well, guess what? I'll never get fast enough if I never put my foot down on the pavement and start my run and start my journey and start my training. So find something that you can start doing, that you can progress towards, that you can get better at. And that thing, as you get better, it will build confidence throughout your life. It will teach you to be emotional resilient. And that's going to become contagious. Okay? Legendary people are emotional resilient people. People who are full of greatness are emotional resilient people. People that are inconsistent, people that quit all the time, people that change who they are like it's Halloween every single day, they are an emotional resilient. So if you can learn to be ER, emotional resilient, I promise you, your life will change. Your life will change. Like I'd say at the end of every single episode, it all starts with you. Make the world respect your greatness, man. Find a way. Find a way. All right? Let's get it. I'll see y'all next week. Straight up. Straight Up is hosted and recorded by me, Trent Shelton. The episodes are produced by Chelsea Harfouche and mixed and edited by Andrew Weller. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Straight Up with Trent Shelton is a production of The Hollis Company. Hey, what up, y'all? It's that time of the year. Everybody's talking about forming new and healthier habits. Change your habits, change your life, right? Listen, I love it. I'm sure you started some new habits this year. I know I did. But the question is, how are you tracking those habits? Have you ever wondered, like, 
Which habits matter most? Which habits are you tracking daily, weekly, monthly? A lot of people know they need to improve their habits, but let's be real. They don't know where to start. That's why I think you'll love Growth Day, the world's number one. I didn't say two, three, four, number one self-improvement system. Growth Day, what it does is it helps you track proven habits that lead to long-term success, not that short stuff, long-term, lasting change, well-being, and positive relationships. And check this out. You can get a free trial right now at growthday.com. What you measure, you can change. The reason people love Growth Day is that you can score your habits every day, week, month. And when you do, you get targeted classes to improve those habits. When you sign up today, you also get Growth Day's Mindset Journal, Wellness Challenges, and in-depth personal development courses from the industry's biggest names. And don't forget, I teach live every single month in Growth Day too. You got that right. Yes, every single month I teach a new personal growth topic to help you advance your life. Download Growth Day from the app store on your phone or start your free trial right now at growthday.com. Let's get it. Hey, y'all, what's up? I'm super excited to share this with y'all. I need like a drum roll. I need like a band. But listen, this podcast, the Straight Up Podcast, is now a part of the Growth Day Network. I told y'all, man, we turn it up this year. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world, purpose to the world, impact to the world, and to support shows and brands we believe in. That's why I'm a part of Growth Day. It's all about purpose. It's all about power. It's all about impact. And guess what? One of my friends, one of my homies is on this network also, and I need you to go subscribe to their show, The Boss Bay Podcast. I'm sure you already heard of it, but if you haven't, here you go. Natalie and Danielle are amazing. The interviews are amazing. Their strategies are amazing. If you're about that growth life, The Boss Bay Podcast will grow your life, like straight up. I know you're going to love them. I know you're going to love the show. Go check it out. Go subscribe today and you will not regret it. Let's get it.